Today's devotion comes from Luke chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee, where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him, sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Being highly spiritual does not prevent you from experiencing political implications. When you think about Jesus and his actions, he was a highly spiritual person. And yet his actions, his ministry, his life seemed to seemed to feed such political reaction to him. Even if you see the world from a set of spiritual eyes, those who are primarily political will view your actions through their political lenses. Hence the Jewish council's decision to turn Jesus over to Pilate, the Roman governor of the province of Judea, signifies that he will be tried not for religious offenses, not for spiritual issues. He will be tried for political offenses. For some time in Luke, we have known that at least some of the Sadducees and the Pharisees wanted Jesus killed. Now they are on track to do that. The Roman government was the place where the death penalty could be enacted. And the Roman government was definitely in charge in Judea even the establishment of the Sanhedrin and of the people's worship in the temple, they controlled it. Every year, a high priest of the council was appointed to the Sanhedrin, not by the council itself, nor even by the people, but by the governor of the province of Judea. And at this time, it was Pontius Pilate. Pilate held an iron fist over Jerusalem. Jesus is charged with perverting our nation or subverting the people of Israel. He also, they said, forbade us from paying taxes to Caesar. And another charge, he said he is the Messiah, a king. That one seems to get Pilate's attention. 
What is interesting about these charges are that they were never brought to the council before turning him over to Pilate, these political charges. And these charges are also outright fabrications. Jesus never told them to not pay Caesar what is due to Caesar. He said just the exact opposite. Nor did he subvert the people. If anything, Jesus unified the people. So Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus' reply, you say so. So either Pilate saw this reply as a non-committal and vague response, or he might have also seen it as an outright denial. But in either case, he sees no purpose, no meaning behind this accusation against Jesus. In any case, Pilate seems to say that Jesus is the king of Israel without even realizing what he is saying. The council leaders are insistent that Jesus is subverting the people from Galilee up north all the way to Judea to the very present setting in Jerusalem. When Pilate hears this, that Jesus is from Galilee, he chooses to send him to Herod. After all, he's Galilean. He's Herod's problem. Even though Herod Antipas holds a religious title, he is anything but religious. He is very worldly. He is very political. He's the one that executed John the Baptist. And he has been wanting to meet Jesus. He wants to see Jesus because he wants to Jesus, he wants Jesus to perform a sign for him, as if Jesus is a magician who acts upon the call of a king who is not much of a king. Herod questions Jesus at length, but Jesus gave him no answer. Herod sends Jesus back to Pilate. He has seen no magic show. He is worthless to Herod. As they send him back, Herod and his soldiers mistreat Jesus with contempt and they mock him. Jesus suffers more physical and verbal abuse, this time from these military political leaders. They put literally a gorgeous robe on Jesus as an additional sign of mockery. Pilate and Herod, who have not been kind to one another, on this day, bury the hatchet. They both take delight in the humiliation of Jesus. The thing that sticks out for me today is how Jesus submits to God's will. And as he does that, he does not resist the abuse, the mockery, or the humiliation he is able to, to live through that, even as he dies through that, because of his submission to God. I don't think I could do that. I think I would be reactive, vengeful, fighting for my life. But Jesus seems to know perfect submission. Is God calling us to submit to? 
to him? And if so, is he doing that so that we can stop resisting what is preventing us from getting closer to Jesus? This understanding of submission and trust and the lack of resistance to God's will, this is indeed a cross that one bears. I pray that God will bless your reflection upon this devotion and that God will bless your day.